Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is February 20th, 2020. And I have to say that it's difficult to express my frustration right now with with Canada, really. And by Canada, of course, I don't mean you are faithful listeners because I love you folks and thank you all for joining us as often as you do. My frustration is that Without a doubt, now probably more than any time in my lifetime in this country, and that's starting to get close to a half century now. Jeez, I'm getting old. More so now than at any point in my life, the inmates are truly running the asylum here. And this is really, I mean, pardon the pun, driving me crazy. I really am so hurt, actually, by the absolute lack of leadership at the top in this country. Now, I uh, big surprise, I listen to talk radio a lot. There was a fellow talking today and complaining about Justin Trudeau and his lack of leadership, and I thought to myself, true, and he's not a leader, as Mr. Trudeau, that is. But unfortunately, he is our leader. And we as a country, unfortunately, have to look to him for guidance in what to do with this situation. And yeah, my pause tells you that that's, that's a really scary proposition, isn't it? Is it not? Um, so Mr. Trudeau, if you are listening, or at least somebody who's close to you is listening, I'd love to say thank you for taking a break in your jet-setting around the world to try to buy Canada's place into a worthless UN Security Council temporary seat. And I guess thank you for coming back to the country and postponing your your trip to Barbados to continue pandering for votes for this worthless UN Security Council seat in order to, quote, deal with the blockade crisis. And unfortunately, Mr. Trudeau, you are not dealing with the crisis. I think what Canada really wanted was for a leader to come in and say, it is time for your police services across Canada to enforce the laws of this country and start taking some of these blockades down. So I want to drill down a little deeper into the whole blockade situation itself. So for those Canadians who may have been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, and no offense to you if you have been and you have not heard about this, but there have been, for the past two weeks, protests which have led to blockades, which have led to more blockades. And the protests all started over five hereditary chiefs in northern British Columbia, one of whom, by the way, actually ran for election to become an elected chief and lost. That's just a side note. But 
Anyway, five hereditary chiefs decided they had a problem with the coastal gas lake pipeline in northern British Columbia. This pipeline will would pipe natural gas from the peace country in northern British Columbia to the west coast at Kitimat to become liquefied nat- natural gas to send to Asian markets and ideally to help with you know cleaner power generation and whatever else they wanted to use the natural gas for, I guess. So really a net win for the environment. If you, if you think globally, and we're all supposed to be global citizens now, as Mr. Trudeau says. So this is what the protest started was there was protesting this, this gas pipeline. That protest very quickly began to spread across, across the country. Um, a hashtag shut down Canada began um, over a one pipeline project. Suddenly people were blockading railways and blockading roadways and blockading government legislatures, city hall in Halifax, and the list goes on. There have been problems in Montreal, in Toronto. And I ask myself what any of that has to do with a pipeline. Well, absolutely nothing, actually. What is blockading... CN rail and via rail services have to do with a a pipeline in northern British Columbia? Nothing. But you know what it does have to do with is that whole shut down Canada thing. The eco-radicals aren't necessarily just eco-radicals. They're anarchists. And these anarchists have decided that it's that oh we could maybe perhaps we can just shut down the Canadian economy and flex our muscles and show, I guess, they're, most of them are paid protesters, so I guess show their bosses what a great job they're doing shutting down the Western economy by shutting down Canada's first. And you know what? In a way, they are succeeding because already the Canadian economy has lost hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in productivity. It has been said already that Canada's GDP, gross domestic product growth, will already lose about a quarter point when it was only set to grow by possibly 1.7% this year, which is pathetic to begin with. So now that 1.7 is projected to be about 1.4 and shrinking by the day that these protests are allowed to continue, these blockages are, are allowed to continue. And that already has cost a thousand jobs at Via Rail that have been laid off, 450 layoffs at CN Rail. And honestly, who knows downstream, to use a term that Mr. Trudeau likes, downstream how many jobs are being lost because there are service industries who are depending on goods that are right now sitting on the rail, unable to make their way to the end user, namely the small business owners who need those products to turn into consumer goods. Now, those jobs are going to be affected. The port of Halifax just today had to turn a ship away to send down to to New York or somewhere a U.S. port on the East Coast because they couldn't guarantee Canada's rail capacity to get their goods to market. So now we're talking about possible layoffs at the port of Halifax. 
or the port of Vancouver where some 60 odd ships are sitting waiting because they can't unload. So this is trickling down to the greater economy as a whole. So just to say directly those 1,450 jobs is a drop in the bucket because when you look at the number of jobs that are, that are going to be lost further down the line and we're in trouble in this country and Mr. Trudeau, I realize that you don't care about, you know, as uh, Peter Warren used to say, Joe and Mary six pack in Halifax, for example, I realize you don't care about Joe and Mary six pack in Peace River, Alberta, or in Port Alberni, BC, because it doesn't affect you. So for you to, to come home to Canada as our great savior and say, we need to find a peaceful solution through negotiation. The, the Wet'suwet'en people aren't even interested in talking to you, Mr. Trudeau. They decided to go down to Belleville to where the, the rail blockades are and thank their Mohawk brothers for their support. They don't care about talking to you. There was a cabinet minister who did go and meet with them, with the Mohawks, and talk about the, the blockade at, at Belleville. And... Belleville's a beautiful community in Ontario, by the way, and I'm quite happy to give a shout out to the fine folks there because this is not a knock against you. But that blockade has to come down in Belleville. It has completely choked off via rail. It has completely choked off Canadian National Railway, CN. And what does CN have to do with a pipeline in Northern British Columbia, like I said before, nothing. So this this protest, this railway blockage, has nothing to do with the pipeline and everything to do with shutting down Canada's economy. And police services, and I said this in a previous rant, police services need to do their job. As far as I'm concerned, the attorneys general in each province and nationally are our top cops. They need to ensure that the laws are being enforced in their jurisdictions. Every police officer in this country take, swears an oath to uphold Canadian law, and not one of them is currently doing that. And they need to. They need to enforce Canadian law. They need to take these barricades down. They need to, to shut down all these protesters, these blockades, and they're not doing it. And unfortunately, who suffers for that? Well, who, tell, let me tell you who suffers for that people in Quebec who are still looking for propane, which comes on the rail. So now they're going to have to truck it in, which is not going to be nearly as fast to meet their demand. And we're only three quarters of the way through February. We've got a month of winter yet, especially in places like Northern Quebec or the Northern Prairies, Northern British Columbia. The people kind of need propane. The Maritimes, railway's not getting through there either. So I realize Mr. Trudeau isn't hurting because... He has money and he has, well, he's the prime minister. He's never going to go hungry. But people on the fringes of the economy who are now possibly getting laid off from their job because there's lack of product for them to do anything with, they're the people that are suffering. They're the people that are going to unfortunately suffer when our economy goes into recession because of this. And our economy was headed for recession already. So now... We're going to see people hurting even more. Let's tie this into a, a discussion Lewis and I had on our last episode about 10 days ago when we said half of Canadians are living hand to mouth right now as it is. So 
add to the recession that was that was already on its way, kickstarted by these this blockades and protests going on, you're going to have an awful lot of Canadians that are really really hurting now. Uh, you think insolvencies are high now? Just wait for a few months once this trickles through the economy, and then you're really going to see insolvencies take off. We need to enforce the laws of this country. We need to stop these illegal blockades and these protests. And now finally, unfortunately, but finally, and I'm happy to see it, I'm not going to lie, Canadians are taking the law into their own hands. There was a video circulating around Facebook, which I was more than happy to share because I couldn't stop watching it in a loop over and over again, was... A truck driver in Manitoba said, nope, not going to stop. And he went around a group of people who was trying to block the highway he happened to be driving on. And, yeah, went went through. And, I mean, they were none too happy. But he went through the blockade and did not aim at anybody. Tried to go around people who were protesting. So people jumped in the way of his truck. and he, But nobody was hurt. However, uh, what I read was police are investigating. Well, they should be investigating those half dozen or so people who were trying to block the highway, not the truck driver who decided he's, he wanted to do his job and actually keep our economy moving. And now we have in Edmonton, which got a lot of press, and I'm glad it got a lot of press. There was a blockade set up on a CN railway north of Edmonton, or maybe it was in North Edmonton, and some citizens just got together and said, no, this is not happening. And they brought a, a flatbed truck out and just started picking up what they called litter off the railway tracks, nonviolent. They simply just, they obviously had some conversations with the protesters, but they just simply grabbed all the pallets and other stuff that was being used to block the tracks, loaded it up and hauled it away and said, we're hauling away some litter. And that to me was probably the best way that that situation could have been handled and I'm glad that all happened peacefully but you know this is just going to get worse and worse if our leaders and I use the air fingers quotes on that if our leaders don't get involved and actually do something simply sending out some of your cabinet ministers to talk to people who are not interested in what you have to say doesn't do anything to end these blockades. Now, I actually got to give a hat tip to the RCMP in British Columbia and the uh, assistant commissioner there, um, assistant commissioner Strachan was her name. She actually said that, okay, what, 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 and people, if you want the RCMP off of this land, no problem. We will leave once you, you take down your blockades. And I thought, good move because that's really the goal we're trying to get in the first place. As she said, remove your blockades, let the pipeline workers keep doing what they're doing, and then we'll leave. Because Mr. Trudeau had suggested maybe the RCMP should be replaced with an indigenous security or police service. And fine, but let us enforce the laws of the land. These blockades are illegal. All these blockades outside of Wet'suwet'en territory, because, you know, I don't, profess to know everything about that situation there. People are allowed to protest, but the blockades outside, the blockades at Belleville, for example, the blockades that like happened here in Saskatoon of, of a roadway and blockades of other roadways, railways, 
are illegal. All they are doing is attempting to block commerce for one thing, but they're trying to, they're preventing people from being able to do their jobs, access goods and services. And the police need to step in. And unfortunately they are not. So they need to be told to step in by those above them. As I said before, attorneys general, we can't allow this to continue because it's Canada that suffers. It's the long-term effects of this are going to be felt for years if we don't do something about this and do it now. And not just economically, this is a national unity issue because if we allow this to, to fester and don't end this soon, there's going to be civil unrest. There's already civil unrest when you've got citizens doing the job that the police should be doing by taking barricades down. You've got citizens running around barricades. Pretty soon, it's going to turn violent. Somebody is going to get hurt or worse. And then we're going to have another Oka. And you've heard me say that a few times already. I'm afraid that this is going to turn into another Oka. And I really want for this to stop before that happens. So I will plead with you, Mr. Trudeau, or anybody who's a higher up in any police service or in any government position, do your jobs, people. And you've heard me say that in previous rants. Do your jobs. Police officers, I have nothing but respect for you, but you need to do your jobs. Tear these barricades down. You need to stop the lawlessness. Because if you don't, the whole country is going to suffer. Tony.